with us online today. We are in the online studio today. In so just a moment, you're going to see our studio audience right here. Everyone on the count of three, say hello. One, two, three. You hear that? I think we heard it. Also, we have comments totally right here. So we see Alita on here on the comments. James, Sydney, Rebecca as well. And our studio audience, they better be commenting. No, I'm kidding. We got Linda. We got Rich over here on Facebook and YouTube. So guys, I am just totally jazzed that we are online today. And uh, I just want to know, I want you to know that if you're brand new with us today, welcome. Welcome to Church Online. And so do me a favor, text me at 702-727-8280. If this is your very first time with us today, man, we would be honored to text you right back. We have our platform, but we just want to get connected with you. Also, if you're like, I don't text, all right? I, I, I have enough texting in my live Avenue Church. They're going to post right here in the Facebook and say, if you're new here, like this comment, just so we know that you're new with us today. Now, what I love about last night is we had church, didn't we, right? We had church last night. We did it. Abby, we had church last night, right? Andrew and guys, we had church last night in the amphitheater and it was powerful. It was a powerful night of worship. Our worship team did a great job. So right now, comment. How many? Let's give it up for our worship team for doing such a great job. They tore it up. And I just want to say, Matt, thank you for coming out. If you're brand new with us today uh, or last night, we had so many new families, new individuals that we got to meet for the very first time. And I will forever remember your eyes because we all wore masks, all right? So I will say, I remember your eyes, you know? And we water baptized how many people? What, four people last night got water baptized? <laughs> Amazing. And so be watching our social media for the recap. But one more shout out. Our worst team did a great job. Our A team did a great job setting water baptisms up, sound system screens, all of that. But let's give it up for our production team. I mean, the screens, all that. Renzo can turn the camera around, look at himself, right? Because of all that he has done with his team, with Henry and uh, everybody here in this room as well. But I'm ready to preach a word. I'm ready to get excited. So if you have your Bibles with me, I want you to turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I hit on this just very little last night, but this is a part of our opening uh, Bible verse, Bible scripture for our new series, Enter Wild. Now, I got to give a little plug out, all right? We are in Avenue headquarters, and so we are just barely moving in. It's kind of like if you ever have a house that you move into, right? You're starting to unpack your house, and your boxes are kind of like a year later, your boxes are still uh, packed up. You haven't like, you're like, maybe I'll stay here. I don't know. Uh, but right now we're still unpacking, but our small groups have been meeting here. And my men's group is on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Because I got a microphone, I can do that, right? And so uh, right now in the comments, put in your small group that you are a part of. And uh, we would love to see that. But I just want to say jump into a small group or an interwild small group. So here we go. Let's get into the word today in John chapter 10. Verse 1 through 11. All right, we're going to be here all day. It's going to be great. You guys cool this? Okay. And so it says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door and break, make, and, and, and just so you guys know, we're going to break all this down. All right. The sheepfold. Praise the Lord. We're going to go Leviticus tomorrow. Okay. Sheepfold by the door, but, but climbs in by another way. That man is a thief. And a robber. Next slide, real quick. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd 
of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. So there is a, there is a shepherd who's over at the sheep. But he enters by the door. Let's go in the next slide real quick. But he, but when he has brought out all his own, and I love this, there's ownership in this portion of Scripture. This is Jesus telling the story. He goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So here's the next slide. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Next slide, real quick. Here we go. This figure of speech Jesus used with them. And I love this. How many of you have ever read your Bible and you're like, I don't know what this means. I have no idea. You, all right, you are in safe hands because this is what the disciples said. All right, and said, But they did not understand what he was saying to them. And here's what I love about God. God goes, okay, Jesus knows. He's, om- uh, he's omniscient. He knows exactly what they're thinking. So here's the next slide. So Jesus, again, I love this. All right, I'm going to tell you a different way. You know, like I'm going to break it down for these people. Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you. So he repeats exactly what he says. Truly, truly, I say to you, I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the door. All who came before me are thieves and Robbers. I believe this can bring so much healing into your life. If you grew up in religion, if you grew up under someone who was abusive or anything like that, Jesus said they were thieves and robbers, but sheep did not listen to them. Here's the next slide real quick. Jesus said, I'm the door. So if I really need to break it down, I'm the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out. Sometimes I feel like we feel restricted by religion. Like, oh my goodness, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Religion is a bunch of rules and don'ts and do's. Like, I can do this. I can No, this is what Jesus said. You can go in and out and find pasture. You can find freedom. That's going to preach right there today. You can find pasture. Go to the next slide. And it says this. we got to have a touch screen TV here real quick. And he will find pasture. And then I think that's it. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and then destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And here's the very last slide. And it says, but I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So will you guys pray with me today as we do our very first totally online, live, not pre-recorded message today. Father, I thank you. Thank you for what you're doing through our church, Father. Thank you for the faithfulness of people. Father, I thank you that you are our shepherd. You are our father. You're a God who loves us. You're a God who has a plan for us. Now, Father, I thank you as we read this word, this New Testament illustration. God, I pray you break it down into our minds that it becomes not information but revelation. I pray that revelation brings us to transformation. God, I pray we see you differently today. Father, I pray our lives begin to change because of the revelation and the transformation. In Jesus' name, and everybody in the studio audience said, right? We got life here in the comments. Susan Kelly, amen. Freedom in Christ, Brittany Fink, life abundantly. Avenue Kids is on here. Come on, Freedom. We got James Hahn saying, come on, somebody. We got Miss Poole saying, hey, Rebecca, on the comments as well. And uh, I want to ask you guys, have you, ever, have you ever had plans and they got ruined? Right? My wife just chuckled very quick. Have you ever had plans and they got ruined? Raise your hand if you're a planner. All right. 
Where'd you have your planter? There's a lot. Wow, all the planters. That's why, because the planters showed up. Come on, somebody. Right? A lot of hands went up. I don't know if you saw that in the studio audience. Right here in the comments, I want you to throw up an emoji if you're a planner. Or you can put up like a like a praise break emoji, whatever that is, right? Like the hands up if you're not a planner. Who's not a planner? Who's not a planner? I'm looking at the two only other think. We got two non-planners in this room. Like the planner brought you. That's what happened. Right? I'm glad you're here today. But if you ever had plans get ruined, and my wife and I, we've learned, we've been married 13 years, we have learned that our best dates are ones that aren't planned. That's our best dates. I mean, the dates that we've had planned, I'm going to put it on the calendar for six months. I mean, I don't even know what that's like, you know. But it's like we put on a date, like, okay, next week we're going to go here. I'm going to have a reservation to this place, and then we're going to go to this place, and it's going to be amazing in Jesus' name, right? We are going to have fun. It's going to be fun, and you're going to love me, you know? And and all of a sudden, our plans get ruined, like the, the restaurant shuts down, you know? Or this little thing called COVID happens. I don't know what that is, you know? Or, you know, the movie the movie's uh, too full, or or you can't even get a ticket, just all these things. And we end up, I mean, one night, we had this big this big plan. We had a babysitter. We said, we'll be back in like four hours, right? Your boy's going to do some, you know, we're going to have a plan, you know? And so we go on our date. I mean, it was plan fail, plan fail, plan fail. I think we like got ice cream. And then we were like, well, we have nothing to do. We have nowhere to go. And so we went back home. Like, back so soon? Here's your, here's your money. Get, get out of my face. You know, like, get out of here. One of our best spontaneous things that ever happened in our family, we were just at home. I think we heard on the news, like, it's raining in Vegas, it, 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 so it might snow in Mount Charleston. So we said, let's let's get in the truck. We have plans, but let's forget those plans. Remember, we got in the pickup. Pastor Lindsay's right here, you know. She's my favorite, the one to look at, right? I love your eyes, you know. And so we got into the truck. We drove 45 minutes up the mountains. Rain, rain turns to flurries. Also, we're on Mount Charleston, and we're in a line, and there's they're turning people around because they don't have a truck or chain tires. They look at us and said, you have you have four by four. I said, you know it, right? Because GMC's the best. And so we went all the way up to the lodge, and it looked like a scene out of a movie. We get to the lodge to eat, and they said, sorry, we're closed. We said, mm, plans, you know. But they said, we'll do curbside. And this was way before COVID. And so my uh, my eight-year-old goes, I want ribs. I said, he wants ribs. They're like, we'll, we'll make some ribs for you. And we had ribs out in the winter wonderland. I love it when we have spontaneity in our life. And the reason why I wrote that is because we make plans, and they don't happen. And sometimes when we make plans, it can feel like promises. My kid always says, but you promised. I didn't promise to take you to Dairy Queen, you know, like, but it feels that way with God sometimes. God, you, you promised that 2020 was going to be a year of overflow. God, you promised things were going to go good. God, there was a preacher one time, he promised that if I raise my hand, if I give my life to Jesus Christ, everything's going to go well. Like, my life's going to significantly improve. That's not true, but what improves about your life is that Jesus is with you. That we're never alone through the storms. And so I love this uh, quote even. That didn't go as planned. And here's what I love about this tension in the Scriptures. Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm the good shepherd. I laid my life down for you, but I'm your shepherd. 
And sometimes when we hear that context of Scripture, we go, okay, this is, this, that's Bible talk, right? That's great. He's a shepherd. I don't even know what a shepherd is. I'm from North Dakota. We don't have shepherds, you know. In Las Vegas, we don't have shepherds. Like, what is a shepherd? And Jesus is trying to address the tension between life and God's promises by using the story of the shepherd. Yeah. By using the story of the shepherd, Carlos Whitaker in his book, Enter Wild, he talks to us about life, zoe life, abundant kind of life. How does that line up with God's promises? Because right now, life as I know it isn't very abundant, isn't very fun, isn't very exciting. And so there's a old school Bible I used to have. And so let's go to the next slide. And, And sometimes we either have plan option A or option B. And so here's the old school Bible. Have you ever seen this in your Bible before where you're reading a verse? And so John 10.10, it'll say John 10.10A if you want to reference only half the verse or John 10.10B. So let's leave it up at A. And I honestly mentioned this a little bit last night. I honestly only seen this. I thought this was my only option. That yes, there's God's promises for my life. But yes, God's my shepherd. Yeah, he stands at the gate and he's the door and all those things. But is this the only option I have? That the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Is that my only option? And so some of us, we go into life thinking this way. This is my only option. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. And he comes to destroy. This is where we get a suck it up buttercup mentality. This is the way it is. But we have a plan B option. We have a plan B option, but I have come that they they may have a life and have it abundantly. Guys, I want this. I don't know about you. I'm so sick and tired of option A. I'm going to option B. Option A is on the news. Option option A is on social media. Option A is what people tell you. Option A is just so redundant. But I want option B, that I have come so they may have life and life more abundantly. I never knew I had this option. So I'm going to ask our online audience today, preach over here. I want option B over here. Uh, Rebecca, Sydney, Brittany's on here. Abby's on here. But I want abundant life. So put this next slide up. I wrote this down. What kind of life are you living? An abundant life or a redundant life? An abundant life or redundant life? What kind of life are we living? Because here's what I feel like. I feel like this has been all of 2020 redundant. Redundant. Man, I've been quarantined. I've been masked up. I've been maintaining social distancing. I've been stuck. I don't don't know if there's hope for the future. I think last night brought a lot of people hope. To say, what is God going to do in the local church? But here's abundant life. Abundant life is a life of peace. A life of hope. But a redundant life is a life of anxiety worry, a mundane life. No, I, want have, I want to enter wild. I don't want to enter mundane. But it has to be more than a figure of speech. It has to be more than just changing our, our, our geography. It has to be a heart issue. See, God, I want to have an abundant life, not a redundant life. Now, Jesus is telling the story of the shepherds. And this is so significant to those guys and people during this time because they all knew about shepherds. 
David was a shepherd. They all knew about shepherds. It's a very powerful illustration for them. But the reason why they knew it was because that was the most popular career at that time. But also in Ezekiel chapter 34, this was found in what they had back then. Remember, they didn't have the New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And here's what they had in Ezekiel chapter 34. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for the wild beasts. So this is where you see the enemy steals kills and destroys so they're saying i i got that i i get it i understand that my sheep were scattered can i be honest as a pastor this feels like 2020 a little bit for me like before last night i was like do we do we do we do we have a church like do we have do we have people coming like i know online's cool but a lot of people don't like technology you know or like 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 don't don't confine me to to the internet and and, and our replay so strong uh, we could see the numbers you guys are so faithful but man it's like are we scattered and here's what the next verse says it says this and they wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill they wandered all over Netflix. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching good today, right? They wandered over Hulu and uh, Facebook on every, high, on every high hill. My sheep were scattered all over the face of the earth with no one, with no one to search or seek for them. And God is saying, if you're looking at option A, this is all you're going to think. That no one's searching for you. No one cares about you. But then it says this in the next slide. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search for my sheep. Listen to me. There's such powerful uh, ownership here. I will search for my sheep and I will seek them out. Go to the next slide real quick. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he's among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep and I will rescue them. If you feel stuck, if you feel stuck in sin, remember, it's not, it's not, remember, redundant living is sin management, but abundant living is freedom from sin. And so he says, I will seek them out. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong. I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. I love this portion of scripture because Jesus is telling them, although you have a common enemy, I'm your protector. I'm your protector. How many of you have seen that movie, Taken? Taken? That's God right there, all right? God's like, hey, devil, I've acquired a set of skills. I will find you. I will kill you because they're my sheep. They belong to me. And that's our illustration today. Probably a good hostage movie, all right? That Jesus is Liam. Jesus is Liam Neeson. But I want us to understand that God says, I'm your protector. I'm your bodyguard. I'm, I will search for you. You know, once... I use this illustration many times, but I once had my son in Kmart, and I say this in Girl Track. My son was in Kmart, and he was maybe two years old, one, one and a half or two years old. And I was looking at a piece of toy equipment. I was like, hey, Levi, should we get this? And I looked down, he's gone. Long story short, I'm looking around going, and this is, came on that east side, part of my, you know. And so I was like, Where's Levi? 
Levi, where are you at? This happened last night as well at the amphitheater. I was like, Levi, <laughs> Levi, where are you at? And all of a sudden, fear begins to build up a little bit. How many parents uh, right here, right? Bruce, come on. Lachey, it's on here. Sydney, Rebecca. I'm going, you know, uh, uh, Le Levi, Le Levi, he's so little. Why wasn't I carrying him? Why didn't I have that, you know, the parent in leash? I'm freaking out. I run to the front of the store. I run back to the men's department. And he's literally three departments over playing hide and seek. So proud of himself, like, Dad didn't find me. That's exactly what God does. He wants to seek. He wants to search. He wants to find you because he knows exactly where you're at. That God is so good at his job. He doesn't want you to live a life of fear. He doesn't want you to live a life of anxiety. He doesn't want to live life just on a daily routine. God wants you to have an abundant life. You know, here's what I love about abundant living. We're entering wild, but before we enter wild, we have to enter rest. We have to enter rest, then we're going to enter war, then we'll enter wild. And here's what I love. Right now we're standing in just a miracle. You know, everything from, you know, the offices, uh, everything from the church, uh, your building closing down. But how many know the church never closed? Come on, somebody. And we went totally online. But I want you guys to know for over four years, Pastor Lindsay and I, we've been looking for offices. We've been looking for a space Monday through Friday, so we have small groups, so we have leadership nights, so we have chapels, so that we could do so much more. There's so many things I can say, but we're we're allowing God to uh, to ruminate in, in our spirit. And for four years on the southwest part of Las Vegas, it's expensive, right? I mean, I was thinking, okay, maybe we'll be down there at the industrial center, you know, like find something small and cheap just to do something, or or you know, maybe we'll look around southwest so we can be close to the church. Cause I didn't want to be like, you know, forgot something in headquarters and I'm at Avenue Church on Sunday, gotta drive like an hour away and come back. And we're looking at prices, and the southwest is a it's one of the fastest growing parts of town. So the price is incredibly hard to find per square footage. So for four years, we're searching. For four years, we're looking online. For four years, we have real estate agents and corporate agents. But how many know God has a plan? Yeah. Now, I love that God, that sometimes the right thing at the wrong time could be a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have locked in on something expensive. We would have locked in on something that we couldn't get out of because of COVID-19. And so this year, all of a sudden, March hit. We totally moved to my garage, right? The temperature's going up. It's getting warmer and hotter. Uh, Avenue Kids team's right here as well. We're filming the host moment, sweating, you know, like, like I'm so glad to be in church today. And we're doing Facebook Live every single day. It's getting hotter and hotter in the garage. And all of a sudden, we have a, uh, uh, someone that we know of said, check this website out. So we check the website out. And lo and behold, there's some office space for a particular amount. I looked at the amount and said, there is no way. How did they, we, I've never seen this price so low before. And so we called them, we went to the real estate agent, we looked at the space, and can I tell you, we looked at the space, I walked around, I said, okay, God, is this, is this it? Is this, is this, is this what it's about? Because when you have an abundant living, you're not really in charge. That's the beauty of having a good shepherd. It's saying, God, is this it? And I got a half yes. So let me explain what that means. A half yes was like, I got peace about this, but I'm going to pray on it. You know, can we wait a few days? And she's like, it might be gone by then. I said, that if, you know, if it's going to be gone, then, you know, then, it, then it's not for us. And so I prayed about it. And in my prayer time, I got a half yes. It was like, yes, but. I didn't know what the but was. It drove me crazy. So we went in, took a step of faith, talked to our board, you know, paid, the, assigned the lease. But we were in there, Lorenzo and I, Pastor Lindsay, we were like, is, is this 
this is way too small. This is not what it says in the, in the floor plan. This is not the size that it's supposed to be. So we went in there. We did a conference for a women's ministry. We're filming in there. We're rock and rolling. We're being faithful with what God gave us. Well, an architect came back and said, here's the plans. Your space actually is missing a 1,000 square feet. It's actually smaller than what you're paying for. And I said, okay. So I submitted it to the real estate agent. They were embarrassed. And they said, you know what? Let's upgrade you. Let's go across the parking lot to the more expensive suites that weren't even available. And we're going to give you two suites, not one suite. And so here we are standing in a miracle of God. Why do I tell you we get clap, right? Why do I tell you that? Because God's in charge. He's the good shepherd. Not only does he seek us out, but he's got every single detail in place. He is the good shepherd. Now, here's what I love about this. Here's what John 10, verse 3, it says, when he has brought them all on his own, he goes before them. You know, can I tell you this, church? I'm going to say this online as well as you guys here, because I feel the Holy Ghost in these space today in our dusty floors and all that, you know. But right here, God goes before us. He already knows exactly where our future building is. He knows exactly where Avenue Church is going to be on Sundays. He knows exactly not just the building, because I don't like, I mean, buildings are great, but they're just a tool and a resource. He knows the exact people that are going to be in that building, raising their hand, hearing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he goes before us. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So I got three real quick points here today. How do I obtain the abundant life instead of a redundant life? Because can I tell you guys, if we're all about Redund- if we're all about the abundant life, but if we're living the redundant life, we're not listening to anybody. The only person I'm listening to is me. And can I tell you, uh, online audience, can I tell you guys here, the more I listen to me, the more I screw up. The more I listen to me, the more people get hurt. The more I listen to me, the more it only benefits me and no one else. Not my family, not my wife, not my friends, not my church. And I've learned a long time ago, you know what? I'm going to have an abundant Life. So number one, if you're taking notes today, number one, write this down. You got to lower the volume. This drives me crazy. Because I'm going to lower the volume because I got I have hearing aids. I want to I want to up high. When I go to my audiologist, they call me, they call me a, 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 a I'm a power junkie. That's what they always tell me, right? Because I'm like crank it, baby, because I am always going, 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 going. But we got to lower the volume. We got to lower the volume of life. And for some of us, that volume's online. For some of us, the volumes, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it's all those things. The volume in our life is maybe, maybe redundant people in our life or negative people in our life. But we got to lower the volume of life so we can increase the volume of God's voice. Let's lower the volume of life so we can increase the volume of God's voice. Maybe we got to start unplugging some things. Can I tell you? Don't you dare make what's temporary permanent. But I could see already the temporary becoming permanent. But you know what? I just, I just wake up and I have no purpose. I just wake up and go on Facebook or social media. Or I just wake up and call that person or, or cling to that thing that's not God that's bringing me false comfort and false joy. But we got to lower the volume. Number two, we got to stay still. We got to stay still. We need to find a time in a place where we can spend time with God. 
Because if God is our shepherd, if he's our Liam Nielsen, all right, maybe he'll come. Will he come? He's our protector, our bodyguard. He's my father. I hear his voice because he knows me by name. I need to lower the volume, but I need to stay still. Here's the old preacher illustration. You ever grew up in church where you're like, you're like, hey, Andrew, what, uh, what's your last name? And then you just take off without giving him time to answer. Sometimes we do that with God, don't we? We sit down and go, okay, Lord, here's my plans. Here's what's going on today. Here's what I need you to do for me. Okay, we cool, capiche, and then we walk away. But I've learned long ago, I say, God, we want your people to hear. God, what do you want me to do today? God, how can I make a difference? How can I make an impact? See, the word still in the original Greek is yastaba. I'm kidding. I'm joking. But in the original Greek, it means to set or station oneself. It means to present yourself to God. Be still and know I'm God. God, you're my good shepherd. So every single morning, I have a chair that I sit in. It's a, it's a uh, lazy boy chair. Come on, somebody. I have my little uh, table. I have my coffee. I have my iPad. I've moved my phone away because that's too hard for me. You know, like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, you know, and uh, I spend time with God. My wife journals. I have a, uh, an iPad app called Day One. It's password protected where I could write down what happened in, in the day. I write down things that I think God is speaking to me. But I say, God, I'm going to lower the volume. I'm going to stay still. But then number three, I'm going to pray daily. I'm going to pray daily. I'm going to pray daily. And here's my advice to you. I think sometimes we kind of over-spiritualize things. But if, if God built inside of us a way for us to hear his voice, then we just need to be silent. We need to lower the volume, stay still. But when we pray, we'll hear him. We'll hear him. So pray daily. Here's what daily prayer does. And here's a great, I'm going to put up the quote real quick here. Oswald Chambers says, we tend to use prayer as a last resort. I'm totally guilty of this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, Jesus. We tend to use prayer as a last resort. But God wants it to be our first line of defense. Man, what do we reach for first? I should tell you, what's your first line of defense? It should be prayer. It should be prayer. I'm looking at the comments right here. Kayla, pray daily. James, Rebecca on here. But here's what we do. Here's what daily prayer does. Daily prayer slows us down. My goodness. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, life is going at 1,000 miles per hour. But when we pray, doesn't like one minute feel like 100 minutes? Right? Like, I'm a pastor. I'm so sorry. But when I go to prayer meetings, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, you know. And, like, I pray for everything. I'm praying for, like, China and everybody and children, and I'm praying for everything. I pray for everything I can think of, and you look at your watch, you're like, five minutes. I'm supposed to be here for 60. You know what? Why don't we use that to our advantage and say, God, slow me down. Let me just chill. Daily prayer slows us down. Second thing daily prayer does, daily prayer, it consecrates our day. I say, God, I give you my day today. I give you my day-to-day. Something so simple. I was driving down uh, Sunset right here on, to, to work to our headquarters. And I saw a guy walking and he had a backpack on. The backpack had Central Church on it. So I was like, I saw him, kind of drove by. 
And all of a sudden, something inside of me says, turn around. I was like, I, I don't want to, you know. I'm good. So I did a U-turn. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's gone. And he was sitting on, a, uh, on the sidewalk, just chilling on his phone. So I did another U-turn. I was like, if this guy sees me, he's going to think I'm a creeper, you know. And so I pulled up. I said, hey, how are you? And he was like, what the heck? And I said, I saw your backpack. I've seen you a couple of times. You got a church on there? And he was like, oh, someone gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah. Like, like one time you saw an Avenue church in a thrift shop. Why? You know, and uh, it's okay. I forgive you. And, and I said, like, oh, you, you go to Central Church because it's a great church here in town. But here's our church, you know, and gave him a card and just invited him. And then I drove off because it was awkward. You know what I mean? Like, here we go. Here's some information and drove off. But why do I tell you that story? I wish that guy was like, I was waiting for somebody. No, nothing like that. But you know what I did? I gave God my day. I said, God, I don't know what the result will be. I don't know if he needed someone to stop by. I just, I don't know. But God, I give you this day is your day. Here's the last thing that daily prayer does. Daily prayer brings us back into fellowship with God. So today I want us to enter rest by lowering the volume, by staying still, and praying daily. Pray with your journal. Pray with an app. Use a Bible plan if you haven't done that yet. I'm on a Bible plan with some people as well so I can see how far behind they are or how far ahead they are of me. I encourage you, let's lower the volume. And here's the last verse I'm going to close with today. As we close out our online audience, Susan Kelly, good to see you on here. James is on here. He is firing up uh, Sydney in life. We feel like Martha. That's so good instead of Mary. Uh, that's a powerful illustration, Sydney. I love seeing our online audience on here as well. I can also see the view count, and I'm not going to be offended by that. And so here's Psalms 23. Psalms 23 is a powerful scripture that we all know and we all love. Here's what Psalms 23 says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I believe this is the reason why David was a man after God's own heart, because he knew God's role in his life, not his role. He said, God, you're my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. Some of you need God to make you lie down. God needs to make you calm down. I don't know what 2020 is all about, but God made me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures. To so go back one more. And that, that's God's promise for rest. God didn't say I'm going to make you lie down in the desert. I'm not going to make you lie down in some basement floor. But God said, I'm going to make you lie down in green pastures. I'm going to give you rest. Here's the next slide. He leads me beside still waters. God will give you direction. He restores my soul. He brings freedom. Because the word restoration originally means redemption. Redemption means to bring back into his original intent. So he brings freedom. Here's the next slide. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. So there's the promise of anxiety, of worry, of fear. Next slide real quick. For you are with me. So we have the promise that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. means that I have peace and I have protection. If I know God is for me, not against me, that should bring peace to my mind. But listen to me, we have to really believe it we got to really believe it. This is why I don't want this to be information. I want this to be transformation. So he brings me peace and correction. I think there's one more. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I believe if we line up in God's word, if we enter rest, 
during these next couple of weeks. We say, God, you've given me peace. You've given me freedom in my life. We're going to experience overflow. We're going to experience overflow. And so online audience, I'm so glad you're watching online. But here's my last slide. And then I'm going to pray with you. We're going to close out. Then we're going to go into a great after party. But God doesn't want to preserve your life. He wants to impart your life. He wants to just preserve it and say, God, keep me safe. God is saying, I want to impart life, abundant life. Because the enemy, he, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come so you may have a life and life abundantly, life to the full. I'm not just going to preserve your life. I'm going to impart life. I'm going to give you new life in Jesus Christ. And maybe you're watching online today and you say, Pastor, I've been living a redundant life. I've been living a life of death. I'm ready to come into a life called life, abundant life, Zoe type of life. The enemy's been stealing. He's been killing. He's been destroying. He's been wiping you out at every corner. There's a scripture that says, I've been pressed from every side, but, but I'm not dismayed. And if you're watching today and you're saying, Pastor, will you lead me into a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because here's the thing, Matthew chapter 18, Jesus uses the illustration to tie it all together. He says, what do you think if a man has 100 sheep and one of them's gone astray, does he not lead the 99 to go after the one? Listen, you guys are important. But God's going to leave us because we're okay. I'm, I'm living abundantly. I'm doing good. I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm learning. I'm striving. But it's not about me. It's about the one. If you're watching here today and you say, no one cares about me, God does. You are the one. He says, I'm going to leave the 99 and I'm going to go in search of the one that went astray. Here's what the next slide says. And it says, if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices it over more than over the 99. And church people hate this, right? We're like, what about us? And God says, I rejoice. Angels in heaven rejoice when even one person gives his life to Jesus Christ. And so we want to celebrate with you. And if you're watching online today and you say, you know what, I want to take a step. And I want to give my life to Jesus. I feel like, and somebody's watching online today, you, you, it feels like you're lost, but you get this, this kind of this thing on the back of your head that the Holy Spirit's been searching for you. The Holy Spirit's been nudging you. The Holy Spirit's been almost bothering you where you're like, I'm not a Christ follower. I don't even know if I believe in God, but I'm seeing evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life. I see people. I see impact. I see a even a confrontation of the Holy Spirit. And I want to give my life to Christ today. If that is you, wherever you're watching, even here in the studio audience, I'm on Facebook and YouTube as well. But we want to pray with you. So every head bowed, every eye closed here today, let me pray with you. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you. For paying for what I did. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I belong to. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give a shout today. Come on. Come on. Somebody give their life to Jesus. We see here on the online comments as well. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in as we get better and better every week. But also stay tuned in the next coming weeks for some special announcements about regathering. Again, church, I love you. Stay with me, but we got a powerful after party. All right.
Come on, that was so good. I can't wait to hear our special guests talk about it at the after party today. But before we do that, I want to encourage you. If you said yes to Jesus today, we're so excited for you. We want to celebrate you like heaven is celebrating you right now. So don't stop here. If that was you and maybe you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you're rededicating your life to Jesus today, be sure to text the word HOPE to us at 702-727-8280. We're so excited and thankful to be on this journey with you. We just want to send you some resources to help you take your next steps. Speaking of next steps, you can take a huge one, huge one today at GrowTrack. Our team can't wait to meet you. Now, church, that's all I have for you. Now, join me as we welcome our special guests at the after party. Hello, everybody. Oh, my goodness. That was an amazing message. I love the breakdown. I loved all the comments and engaging with you on our online platform. So whether you are watching this live or you are on the replay, this was a great word. So let me see those emojis. Let me see just those praise emojis, the hands up. Oh my God. It was so good. Well, I have two very awesome friends with me today who are super dear to my heart. I want y'all to welcome our guests, Ronnie and DeAndrea. So welcome guys. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having us. Hi everybody. Grateful to be here. Absolutely. What I love about this time that we have together is that we get to break down the message. So stick with us for about the next 10 minutes or so, so we can break down and really apply what we learned today. So I got a couple questions. Have you ever had plans that were ruined, um, that were due to like uncertain, unforeseen circumstances? Have you ever planned something that just went down the hole? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, uh, a lot of things really, you know, it seems like when, uh, you make plans and stuff like that, that something always comes up. Right. So you got to always have a plan B. I'm a plan B kind of guy, plan C, D, E, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I don't get really upset if uh, A and B don't work out. I just kind of go with the flow. That's awesome. So that's kind of the way I look at is it. He, does he go with the flow? Um, yeah, the he does. Check. <laughs> he does go with the flow. Um, I was thinking of a time where we went camping with all of our family and we had all our sisters and brothers and all the kids out there and we went out for a three-day weekend for either Memorial Day or Labor Day or something like that. And it rained all three nights. And we were in our tent soaking wet. The kids were soaked. All our clothes that we owned oh. were soaked. So Still a great we made the best out of it. <laughs> yeah. We turned lemon right. into lemonade. And go. we caught so many fish. And right. We did you guys you guys are living out that series alone like in real life (laughs) yeah yeah we were freezing cold and yeah so that was very unforeseen circumstances that we were put in but we did make the best of it and tell us too if you've ever been in a situation where you had a plan and it just fell to pieces you know are you someone who's like hey we're easy going or are you not good under those circumstances and you can't pivot well well let's go to this in john 10 10 jesus is talking about the devil stealing killing and destroying, but that he has come so we can have life abundantly. And I loved how PJ broke this down with option A or option B. Option A is the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But option B is Jesus has come so you may have life and have it abundantly. What option do you find yourself more focused on? And you tell us to online audience, what option do you see? Are you option A person or do you focus on option B? Uh, me personally, I'm an option A. Um, to me, I think that, um, the enemy comes to kill, yeah. steal, and destroy right. us believers. You know what I mean? And it affects everybody in their own particular way, no matter what you're going through and stuff like that. But um, he just you just got to focus on yourself. One of the verses I like is um, Psalms 112, verse 4, where um, darkness could come over the believer, right. 
but light bursts out. I love that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, with the believer, I have big faith. I mean, you could get knocked down, but knowing that you're a believer that, you know, things can change suddenly. Yeah. And it starts with your attitude. You know what I mean? So good. So, so I just, that's something I focus on. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was really good. I like that Bible verse. Um, yeah, absolutely. I believe that he does come to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, we've been attacked many times in our mm -hmm. lives, you know, in our relationship with, you know, Christ trying to live the right way. The enemy just right. wants to take down God's people. And oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of what he was talking about. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Talking about, but. I would love to have life and have it abundantly, like God yeah. says. Oh yeah, yeah. Overflow. overflow. We ain't gave up this yet. This is a year of overflow. Ain't over Absolutely, yet. I love I that. Mean? I gotta tell you, these two serve on our prayer team, and if you ever feel like, man, something's going off, oh, you yeah. need to text our prayer team. You need yes. to because like, yeah. these guys go to the throne for you. This is oh, a yeah. praying family and not just praying Definitely. blessings and promises over their own lives. You guys are interceding for our church, for the community, the city, for their pastors. They're amazing. And so they oh, do stand on the promises of God. So, so what yeah. option are you, uh, do you focus on option A or option B? Let us know. I love it. James is saying amen and amen. Um, Cindy said overflow. Come on. Praise hands. Yes. Praise hands. <laughs> we got those praise hands. Brittany said option A, when things are going bad, it's easy to stay and dwell there. That's so true. Yeah. Jose says, I focus too much on option A. Lachey um, is also one of our small group leaders. She's amazing. She says, I would say 50-50. Sometimes stickler plan. Sometimes I go with the flow. And it's so true, but we're choosing option B. So we need to recognize that, yes, there's an option A and there's a yeah. real enemy. Right. But the option oh, yeah. B is what the promise is for our lives. Yeah. That he, and I love it. I love that so many times we focus on John 10-10 and we forget that John 10-11 says, but I am the good shepherd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm watching yeah. out for my yeah. Yeah. So the yes. person who says yeah. that we have abundant life is there to oversee that right. and to make sure that that enemy can't creep in on his territory yeah. and That's devour right. his sheep. So I'm like, man, God, you are so good. Yeah. That's why, friends, read your Bible, not just one verse and Don't at a time. read the first verse. Yes. Go to the next verse Keep or going. read the verse prior <laughs> yes. to that verse because, you know, you might take it one way and right. there's a whole story be yes. behind them what that really it brings meant. it to life it's like you're only taking a piece of the cake when you can have the whole dang thing yep. so yes. eat yep. the whole pie yep. eat the yep. whole cake so here's <laughs> another question are you living the abundant life or the redundant life and like if you look up that word redundant it means that hey if yep. this were to stop it's, it's it's it doesn't matter anyways it's meaningless yeah. and like you yeah. said it's so good when we were talking earlier d you said it's a purposeless right. life it's lacking meaning and so do you find yourself living an abundant life or redundant life and what does abundant living look like to you today in 2020 and all this stuff that we're walking through, what does abundant look, living look like to you? Abundant to me, um, I would have to say is our health. Um, in this time that we're living in right now, if we have yeah. our health, we have everything and we have God in our life. We have everything. That's what abundant is to me right it's now good. at this time in my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, I guess it would be just to stay and focus on what's been good in the past, which yeah. has been God, yeah. you know, my relationship with him, uh, being part of, you know, the prayer team still yeah. um, supporting in any which way and supporting friends and family for me, you know, um, reaching out to those that you love because, you know, we all been going through this COVID thing together right. and, you know, people are starting to get in that redundant. Right. life and right. saying, you know, is this as good as it's going to get? Right. Am I ever going to find a job? Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. So um, 
I try to be the lifter up. Uh, I've been, we've been blessed. Um, I've been working throughout the whole process, but yet still trying to spread God. But you're not without pain. I mean, you lost your dad this summer. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's part of that still kill and destroy. Right. You know, for me, Uh, to me, the devil took his home run swing at me and he did, you know what I mean? But, um, being faithful in God, I stood back up. That's right. You You know what I mean? And, um, it's still something that I deal with and it's still something that anybody would deal with in a situation like that. But, um, it gives me great strength and great ability to be able to say, is that all you got? Yeah. You just took your best swing and now I'm back up on my feet again. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, because God um, still has a plan and many things that we, we, we suffer from today. It's a temporary thing. It's not permanent that we have the hope in Jesus that we'll be reunited again. I have the hope also that God is with me as my shepherd right now here on this earth. And then for me, abundant living is peace. So even though I'm experiencing these heartaches and I'm experiencing these loss and, and I'm not exempt from pain, we're not exempt from pain, but I can still stand up saying my life is experiencing overflow. Overflow is a promise for me. And for me, it looks like peace. In this season, I'm like, God, give me peace. And he is giving me peace. So guys online, tell me what are you experiencing? What does abundant living look like? like to you. It's so true. Alita says abundant life to me would be to have God's favor over my life in every area of my life. Absolutely. Cindy says that things do happen unexpectedly and suddenly, but I agree. It's our belief in God and our faith and our attitude. Ronnie, you said that that allows us to move forward. Let's choose wisely. This is so good. You guys. I love you, Susan. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Shout out to Susan Kelly. Shout out to Susan Kelly for sure. And everybody. It says PJ talked about the miracle of the offices today. Yeah. And it is. Definitely. It's awesome. And I loved how he was honest. He's like, I got like a half answer. Like I felt peace that we were supposed to be here, but it still felt very temporary. Like oh, it yeah. wasn't the fulfillment right. of it, you know, but it says, have you ever, has there ever been a time in your life that you saw how God orchestrated the end result? Like yeah. you got to see oh, the miracle. Yeah. yeah. So share something. Yeah. yeah. So, um, our relationship, I don't know <laughs> if everybody knows our, our story. I'm sure everybody knows. Um, I won't, <laughs> I won't tell the whole story, but basically, um, I was going through divorce. I was pregnant. I was on my knees crying out to God, me and my, uh, four-year-old son at the time, Anthony and him and his daughter, my daughter, Traylee, um, were on their knees at the same exact time. We were praying for the same exact thing. I was praying for a man to come into my life that would love me, my unborn child, my child, you know, and that we, and I just wrote a whole list to God of what I wanted. And he was praying at the same time. And we ended up at the same place at the same time and decided to go to the movies and the rest was history. But the way he orchestrated it to where we were at, to how it happened at the exact timing, it couldn't have, it was flawless with God involved. And we, um, we actually started going to church together immediately. And then, um, we just kept God at the foundation of our marriage and that's what we continue to do to this day. And he orchestrated it all to the very end. Right. Because he's, he's a God of redemption. Yeah. His way is the best way. A hundred percent. And again, we're not exempt from pain and brokenness. Divorce is a pain and it's a broken, um, thing that we go through. It's, it's a horrible thing to go through, but God, 
God loves you and he has plans for your life. And it's not a plan B for him. He's saying, okay, how can we use one another? How can I use another man of God and meet the needs? Mm -hmm. You know, and he brings it all perfectly together. And I love how he orchestrates those things. So tell us, has there been a moment in your life where, man, it just, it came together and you watched God do a miracle. He does it all the time. And I think we just need to kind of put our heads up, right? Take our our heads off our phone, our eyes off the phone, our eyes off of our, our TVs and, and around off our circumstances, like, wow, God, you, you did that. What about this? John 10, three talks about how the sheep know and hear his voice, yeah. but life gets a little loud at times. How do you lower the volume so that you can hear God? Uh, I, to me, I would be, it'd be individual prayer time. You know, the, the conversation like pastor Jeremy was talking about today, turning the volume down. Yeah. Um, me, I, I, my prayer routine is type, uh, it's in the morning drive to work. Um, it's about an hour and 20 minutes, <laughs> but, um, just turning down the noise, you know, and talking to God, but not only talking to God, listening to God. Right. And good. sometimes it's really nothing, but trying to stay focused on him, you know, praying for everything and abundant that really matters to you, right. friends, family, church, um, you know, and to me, I don't have friends. It's mostly everybody's family. That's right. So it's just, uh. <laughs> You know, just praying for good things, good things to happen to everybody, you know, um, praying for all the prayer requests that come across. And then, you know, just focusing on that relationship with God at, at a calm time. And just alone. Time but it's like consistent. Oh, yeah. It's daily. I mean, that, that's the it's key. Gotta, it's it's gotta not gotta location. Be. The location no. isn't the key. It's no. it's the heart and it's the consistency that let me grow in this. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets um, more fluid right. as as you go along. You're like, okay, this is almost like it's a first date. And it's kind of awkward. Like, what do we talk about? But then <laughs> but then once you start like connecting with one another yeah. and you're like, I, I know this person and, and I'm knowing his word and, and he's knowing me. And then you can be more raw and real. And it's awesome. Right. What about you, Dee? What does your daily um, prayer look like? Uh, well, definitely being in my prayer closet is my alone time with God. And I, I alert the house. I tell all the kids, Hey, mommy's going in her prayer closet. Um, leave me alone for the next 20 minutes, please. Yeah. And they'll come to the door, mommy. And yeah. I won't say nothing. Cause that's my alone time with God. Yeah. And they know, Oh, she's in there. Don't say nothing. And they hear, I hear them leave. So, so we have permission to not respond to our children when we're yeah. busy, right? Absolutely. There we go. Oh, yeah. When you're in prayer, my prayer comes first. So yeah. do not disturb me Lock when I'm in that prayer closet. The closet door. There you go. So, Give so them more obstacles. Um, also, I pray um, on my knees at my yeah. bedside every single night. Um, I have to pray my Lord's Prayer, uh, Psalm 23, and then go down the list of all of the... Um, all of the Avenue church prayer requests. Yeah. Absolutely. Go over that, go over my prayer, mm-hmm. personal prayer requests sent to me, um, then cover my family and everybody. And um, I just want to give a shout out to Carlos Whitaker because yeah. when I watched yeah. him, yeah. he hit me in the heart bad. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a good series. Like yeah, it, it is going to be, be so series. good. He really, really impacted me with what he was saying. And, um, I immediately put my phone down that day. I don't think I was on my phone all day, that whole day. Yeah. And I just spent time with God. It was almost the first time in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Shout out to you. So I really, really enjoyed yeah. being able to put my phone down and be one-on-one with God and yeah. give him that attention because I, I really Amen. needed it. And I think a lot of us probably need that time with him 
So I encourage you today yeah. to put your phone down after this, of right. course, <laughs> and enjoy your day with God and talk to him. He's probably got a lot to say. Are we willing yeah. to listen? It's so good. Yeah. And guys, when you look at Ronnie and Dee, it's hashtag goals. Okay. Oh. Hashtag goals <laughs> when it comes to your prayer life. So don't be intimidated. This is this is this is a lifelong relationship oh, yeah. with Jesus Christ. And yes. it will progress and grow um, each and every single day. And as long as we're putting into practice something, that's why I love the book Enter Wild. If you go, here's a shameless plug. Go to Amazon, order your your Enter Wild book because there's actually prayers in the back, prayers that you are speaking and declaring. God's promises, come on, not problems Amen. over your life. And there's there's literally like a 15 minute prayer. There's a 60 you know second prayer. There's just awesome things that we can help you along the way to do that. Let me close with this Consistency real quick. Consistency is yes, key. Brittany is. wrote that, and yeah. she couldn't be more right. Yeah. Um, like you, like we were talking about earlier, just real quick, yeah. is the more consistent you are, like you said, the fluent comes right. out. You'll notice you're talking to God during the day. Yes. You're talking to him after you eat a hamburger, like, <laughs> God, that was the best hamburger ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's just more conversational yeah. to where he's like your he's like your buddy. You that's know what right. I mean? And that's where that's where you Thank see you, the Brittany. most great things yeah. come come into play. I think that's beautiful. Where he's, you he's father, things. he's friend. And I think sometimes oh, yeah. for when we're starting off, he's so distant. Like, oh my God. Yeah. He's, he, he, and he is. He's in awe. He's majestic. He's holy. Right. Uh, but he is within reach. Yeah. Like your daddy oh, is a king. You can't answer he prayers unless friend. you pray to him. That's well, right. So that's right. Make sure you're doing that. So here's the last part. One of PJ's points was was daily prayer again. Oh, I already said this. No, what was your daily routine? We already we did two for one. There you go. I don't need to read it again. <laughs> Double up. We've got that yeah, covered. The last question yeah. kind of tied into the. That's so true. Tied into the first one because we talked about lowering the volume and, and having that that daily prayer. So do me a, a favor, friends. I want you to start somewhere today, whether it's that 60 second prayer, if it's close your, close your door yeah. and, or get in a car. You know, I have, yeah. I have a friend who she's a mama of four and she says her car is the only quiet place oh, in yeah. her entire household. So yeah. she goes to her car, but we cannot wait to see what's going to be happening this next week. Get on avenuechurch.cc slash groups, sign up for a group today. If you are a lady, I would love to have you join me Monday nights at 7 PM. We are zooming. And then once a month we are gathering together Amen. in person. So I cannot wait to see you get plugged in and yeah, let's get ready for enter wild i'm so stoked yeah, and if you miss the right. amphitheater we miss you but don't worry we've got more gatherings coming up in the near future right so stay tuned to all of our social media avenue kids are online right now too so make sure if you have a toddler or a preschool or elementary student right we on. have something for you and avenue youth i'm so excited uh, they're still online for the duration of ooh, september ooh. but they are going live at hq in october so we cannot Make wait the for thumbs that. and hearts jump up yeah you know like right. and love start <laughs> that's sharing that's somebody right. needs it it's true you know what i mean so share the feed right now the replay is huge it can make a big difference in somebody's life all right guys well we're gonna say goodbye yeah. we love y'all right. care have a great sunday <laughs> have a great sunday bye-bye